please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Overlord spoiler rep. 88. Spoiler rep 88. So yeah. we've done. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey. Yeah. Happy Indigenous People's Day. Yes. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for feeding the settlers who gave you smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for letting the American empire grow on, yeah. your, on your fertile soil. Yeah. Um, we've done. 442 regular reps, 88. So that puts us at 530. Now, there's also a few we probably haven't numbered either. Mm -hmm. So it's probably even higher. We're in the 500s mm -hmm. full of episodes. Yes. Crazy. That is a lot of episodes. That's God, a lot of content. That's a lot of content. Mm -hmm. As we wind down 2018, we have been doing this show for nine years. We started December of 2009. So. Oh, I thought there was a second part to that. <laughs> nope. Just a long yeah. time. <laughs> just a statement of fact. Take it wherever you will. I don't know. You don't have to put anything on it. You can just let me give you a history lesson yeah. on comedy film nerds, ladies and gentlemen. So why not the top, before we get into the the uh, Overlord spoilers, why don't we uh, go through our Patreon sponsors? Let's do that. Yep. Now, you guys are uh, at the $50 level. We really appreciate it. We are we're almost at our maximum that we can oh, handle. Oh, snap. Because uh, there's only so much patreon the show can handle we can only add wise <laughs> patreon so uh yeah we like to keep it uh you know we like to keep it light and and uh quick and uh, speedy speedy episode that uh, made no sense all right Not anyway all. no didn't make any um, sense yeah didn't know what you were trying to do i think what do? i'm trying to say is that we have a, one or two spots left and that's oh, it. great yeah uh, but i like saying things in a more convoluted way <laughs> Uh, so. <laughs> the clunkier, the <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Rulon's promoting his novel Green Cheek. Johnny's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel, consciousness novel which mm. follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. That's HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. And the Audacity Performing Arts Project. They produce after-school performing arts uh, projects in poor, underfunded, and low-performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please mm -hmm. visit them at audacityperformingarts.com. That's audacityperformingarts.com. And Chris Parker Howard's uh, podcast, Coffee Over Suicide. It's about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. That's coffeeoversuicide.com. You can still enjoy it if you're a tea drinker <coughs> like me. Yes. Um, and Alice Frazier, speaking of tea drinker, Hi, Tea with Alice, and uh, co-host of the Bugle podcast, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. They were recorded back-to-back -back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in April 2018 with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Got to listen with headphones, which is pretty Gotta, cool. And also listen to Tea mm -hmm. with Alice. Mm -hmm. Google Alice Frazier Trilogy for more info. And super fan Rebecca Evans at the Hi, Art Podcast. Rebecca. We uh, move past hesitation and we're true to ourselves. We find our own art in life. You want to hear some fun stories and get inspired? Check out the art. Facebook.com slash the art podcasts. And from Scott Ryan Hart, uh, the Night Watchman graphic novel. 
A story about a hero who clubs down evil with flashlights and shines light in the darkness when that guy's not working all day at his job at Home Depot. It's an illustrated novel that will be contributed to by about 30 artists from fantasy game illustrators, cartographers, storybook illustrators, and well-known comic book artists. More graphic than a novel, but more novel than a graphic novel. For more info, go to ninthpointstudio.com. That's nine, the number, ninthpointstudio.com. And La Calavera by Alan Ross. It's the story of a pirate radio operator who decides to go into the pirate cable TV business. Darren uh, Loney together uh, with a group of misfits. Wait, I, I need to get that sentence corrected. <laughs> from uh, uh, Darren Loney. Oh, okay, comma. Together with a group of misfits and their questionable guidance from a spiritual advisor in the form of Richard M. Nixon, they gear up to take on the world's largest media conglomerate and its egomaniacal celebrity CEO. It's now on Amazon in ebook and hard copy. All right. Boom. Thank you, Patreon uh, subscribers and and whatever. See, now I, I faded off, too. I, th- yeah. I was like, oh, there should have been a second part to that. No, thank you, Patreon. Yeah. Thank you guys at the great... All, thank uh, you, everyone. patrons. How about that? You, Even patrons. easier. All of folks at the Patreon. Mm-hmm. We, we appreciate all we you appreciate guys. It. You guys make the... You keep the machine you know, moving. There's a lot of you guys at the $10 level. We couldn't do it without you. You know, there's a lot at 50 And there's, you know, a bunch of you at 5 and 2 and 1. Whatever. That all helps. Believe me. Whatever you can do. You know, we our goal is to... Um, next year, we really want to get it to that two to 3,000 range. I mean, we're about a third of the way there. We're a little... We're hovering around 1,000. We want to get it to two to three. So... Uh, um, if you're on the fence, check it out. You know, a thousand of you doing the dollar one will get us there. Boom. So, um, all right, let's talk about Overlord. Now, Overlord, I, I wanted to mention this. The fir- you remember that first, first of all, spoiler up, guys. Oh, yeah, go ahead. We're going to talk about everything, including the ending. So if you have not seen this movie and you don't want it spoiled, you're listening to the wrong episode. Yes. <laughs> Check out the uh, regular episode. That first sequence where the soldiers are jumping out of the burning plane, uh, again, a lot of practical effects there. It was done by rigging a plane on a gimbal, actually blowing up on the front, uh, tilting it as if it were actually falling through the air, and then sending the stuntman tumbling through real fire. So, uh, And it really felt it, like a very realistic uh, sequence. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. that was the thing that I loved about it. it just mm-hmm. You're thrust into this. You, the movie starts. They're on the plane, right. going over the English Channel. It's D-Day. You hear the Eisenhower speech, you know, yeah. like like every uh, World War Two or war movie learned from Saving Private Ryan. Get right into it right Start away. Start right <laughs> in the action. Don't yeah. have a guy riding his girlfriend. Yeah. Just like he's on the plane. Yeah, you know, and you know, it, so it it you really sort of shot out of a cannon, which I like the. Mm-hmm. The plane crashing, the guys getting separated from their yes. unit. That you know, you're wondering like, well, how many are going to survive? And you know, wasn't many. <laughs> and we're told at the very beginning, you know, you, you you the guy comes out, the sergeant. This is our mission. Yes, mm-hmm. this is what you got to do. They put a radio tower on a church. Mm-hmm. You got to go and blow it up. Right. That's it. Yeah. Um, there uh, any questions? Well, there shouldn't be because that's pretty. Cut and dried. Yeah. It's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Very clear cut. We introduce, we see the meet the characters all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a photographer kid that's nervous. There's the young mm-hmm. guy that's nervous. There's the battle tested guy. And then mm-hmm. there's the guy that, the corporal that got assigned him that's a hard ass that doesn't. Yeah. The guy, there's always somebody who just got transferred that they're <laughs> unsure about. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I, I love this. I, I swear to God, every time J.J. Abrams' name is mentioned uh, next to the word movie, there's like, oh, it's got to be part of the Cloverfield universe. I'm like, no, no it doesn't. No. Like, he actually had to say, this this movie is not part of the but Cloverfield it's franchise. It's World War II. Yes. Yeah. 
It's like, a, oh, it's going to be like, you know, World War II version. There'll be some mm-hmm. kind of Cloverfield connection to it. No. And guess what? There shouldn't be. There shouldn't <laughs> be. Well, let's let's go into, I want to go into the ending. Yes. Because you knew, so the psycho zombie lab is underneath the radio tower. Yes. So they got to go in and blow it all up. Right. And... The Ford character, who's just the no-nonsense guy that was doing all this, he came over from Italy or whatever. Mm. He's been doing all the other battling, and he's the guy they all kind of... He's the leader after they saw saw the sergeant get killed, and he's just like, mission first, mission first, mission first. I don't care. we got to take out that radio tower. That's it. We're not going to save your uh, brother. We're not going to save your brother. We're Mm -hmm. not going to do any of this crap. Um, So... Any war movie like this... You know they're going to blow up the tower. Right. <laughs> yeah. The question is, who's going to survive? Right. Are they all going to die? So who's going to get out? Right. Who's going to turn into a monster? And Ford gets strung up by the demon right. Nazi <laughs> who injected himself with, he double fisted some. Right. Yeah. The, um, the serum. The serum. Yeah. The, the Nazi zombie serum. Mm-hmm. Who's like, we need a thousand year soldiers for the thousand year Reich. You know, that guy. Great. Mm-hmm. Nazis are evil. He's yeah. great. Um, but, you know, that makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> it, is, it is just from a logistical standpoint. Yes, yeah. You could need a thousand, you would need a thousand about, year soldiers yeah, for sure. You can't have, you can't, you know, just hope. That's that, what Rome needed. Yeah. <laughs> if Rome would have had this serum. Yeah. <laughs> there's some loose thing like, who knew it was in the soil? The French just didn't know how to get it. Right. Like, I was wondering. <laughs> Wait, like, yeah. What? I, I, I that got that too. I'm like, Wait over a minute. So goddamn quick. Wait a minute. So this serum was like bubbling up from the ground and you just, now it's a zombie serum you can inject? All the French knew how to do was make yeah. grapes out yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah. Why? Then, uh, <laughs> then why do they need the doctor? <laughs> of course. Yeah. He's some evil Nazi yeah. doctor. Still have a lab coat. There's oh, always a lab coat. I always have a lab mm-hmm. coat and really well-pressed shirts and yes. always the tight glasses, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just... But yeah, I would have liked him like, well, wait, is there, is this something supernatural, this serum they got off the ground? Or is it some kind of chemical? Like what, uh, you know, it was completely glossed over as far as... They just as threw that out. I was like... Yeah. You don't even need to... At that point, I was on board. I saw right. uh, mm-hmm. Nazi zombie serum. Because mm-hmm. when he first, when... when um, What's the character's name? Reese or whatever the the lead guy. I couldn't tell you the name of one character in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let me let me let me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, the character of uh, Boyce, right? Mm-hmm. So it's mainly Boyce. And that's played by Jovan uh, Adepo and Wyatt Russell plays Ford. They mm. they they spend a lot of time. And then M- Matilda Olivier, uh, Olivier probably is, she plays the French girl Chloe. She's a she's a French actress, I'm assuming. So Boyce sneaks in to do recon, and he's the first one to discover the crazy Nazi lab and right. finds these bizarro cocoons mm-hmm. and all this weird blood. And he grabs right. one of the serum syringes. Right. Takes it with him. Takes it with him. Mm-hmm. So all you do... After the reanimator sequence. Sure. Not, yeah. <laughs> At that point, I don't care where it came right. from. Right, exactly. There's yeah. a crazy zombie serum. The Nazis figured it out. Mm-hmm. These are the same as... I mean, they created meth. Right. <laughs> 
it's very believable knowing what we know about what actual Nazis and their horrifying research and what they did. Of mm. course, this they probably were trying to find yeah. zombies. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't put it past Hitler. No, like, yeah. no. <laughs> Nothing is put yeah. past Hitler. Um, so you didn't, it was a weird thing to mm. then just throw in, they figured out the, yeah. it was in the soil. And then, you know, maybe this was uh, more biopic than we think. <laughs> <laughs> because the only thing of that, it was just sort of, it was not, it was an unintentional MacGuffin in the sense that I thought when they introduced that, I'm like, oh, is there some wellspring of zombie uh, nectar right, that yeah. they're going to have to go? Yeah. And why hasn't it uh, affected anything until what, before now? <laughs> are, we, are they going to do that dumb thing? And I'm glad they didn't do this. The movie's over. They knocked it out. They blew everything up. And then there's like... Something comes out of the ground. Something's bubbling out of the yeah. cow, and the and the cow's drinking it. And then right. we're making the milk for the children. Yeah. No. Are they going to do that thing? Yeah, no, thankfully they didn't. But why did they bring that up? I know. It was weird. I feel like it was a thread that, like, well, maybe we'll explore this later. And uh, I'm like, oh, we never explored it later. But I think what, uh, uh, the one thing I was missing from this film, I really felt like at the beginning it should have said, based on a true story. <laughs> I felt like I'm like, well, yeah, all right. There was an invasion of France. The, would, yeah, <laughs> legally, yeah, yeah, they're not wrong. <laughs> D Day did happen yeah. June 6, nineteen forty four. We did know that. Fact. It's just a dramatization. <laughs> That's all. Some some liberties. Yes. <laughs> with human DNA yes. and the soil in France. Yeah. Just, <laughs> mm-hmm. And rabid dogs. You know, who knows what could have happened there? <laughs> so, all right. That was great because everything's just a war movie until they get to the French girl's house. And she's like, my aunt isn't feeling well. Right. And down the hallway, you hear. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on oh, over there. Yeah. She just has a bad cough. Right. I mm-hmm. get it. Me too. I'm just getting mm-hmm. over a cold. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Yeah. And then, you know, immediately like, oh, this is like any Walking Dead uh, episode where, you know, somebody doesn't want to let a loved one go. So they're keeping a zombie in their house. Right. <laughs> we all have had that. Yeah. <laughs> And when then so when he so then it's like all right, they hatch the plan of we gotta blow the zombie lab and the tower, mm-hmm. and so they go in there and do the plan, and of course there's the Nazi colonel that Ford beats the shit out of earlier when they right. interrogate mm-hmm. him, he's dead. And somehow they, they, he injects himself or he's still alive enough to inject himself and he double fists in. So now he's a super zombie. Right. Yeah, because uh, there was the speech of the doctor. like, no, you, you can't do it on the living tissue. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know what's going to happen. <coughs> I don't think you know what's going to happen regardless. You know, the, you don't know what you're what's doing. Going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, is this really that big of a jump right. here? <laughs> That's, uh, uh, so, and it was, <laughs> there was a lot of experimenting going on, but I think... Uh, um, you knew that was going to happen too. And then he starts healing too, like that big hole in that his face cool. starts healing up. Uh, um, but I thought one of the creepiest parts was, you know, when the American soldier died and then, um, what's his name? Boyce oh. injected him with the uh, serum and it was all practical effects where like his head snaps back and like all the bones are wrong. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, they couldn't put him down after that. You know, they, they kept shooting him. him and, uh, you know, they kept shooting him and shooting him. And it was like, no, he's 
No, that's a thousand-year soldier. That's yeah, for sure. They had to cave his head in yeah. to stop him from becoming <laughs> yep. the thing. So, but but I want to get back to the ending. So mm-hmm. obviously they've got a they've they're uh, lining dynamite. So they're blowing up the radio tower, and they've decided they're going to blow up the evil Nazi zombie lab. Yes, right. Because they have a discussion of like, well, you know, we could just kind of go around outside and blow up the tower. It's like, yeah, but that would leave the lab. We have to get the lab. Got to get the fucking lab. Oh, and we got to rescue this kid. And then rescue the kid. (laughs) But I don't care about the kid. We're rescuing the kid. Got it. Um, So I like that Ford is strung up by the evil Nazi officer who's now super powered because he double fisted his Nazi Mm -hmm. French soil blood or whatever it is. (laughs) And... He does the courageous thing, right? He finally kills the guy, and now all the zombies are waking up to kill him, and he's like, I'm gonna blow this room, and he locks himself in there, and Boyce is like, what are you doing, what are you doing? He goes, this has to die with us. I don't even want Mm. our side to get it. Right. Which is kind of a cool, like, he knows this is an abuse of power by anybody. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have it. No one should have it. No one should have it. And he blows himself up. And Boyce gets out, the kid's saved, you know, this, you know, a couple of the, one of the other mouthy soldiers makes it out. Yeah, the mouthy <laughs> Italian soldier. Yeah. Was like, that, that, that guy, that was the only thing. And I was starting to get annoyed in the beginning, but then they stuck enough to the story that I was mm. like, do they have to put the Nunzio from Brooklyn? Yeah, like, yeah. they got to put that. Like, yeah, that World guy. War II movies always have to put that guy. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, was that the audition? Just talk like a World War II guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, talk like a World War II movie character. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, they yeah. always have to have that Italian mm. guy from Brooklyn mm-hmm. that's like, hey, once I get a hold of Hitler, I'm going to be dancing on his grave. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> you know, so, and there's a scene where the French kid wants to play baseball with him. He goes, I don't know how to play baseball. Get a pool yeah. cue and $5. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You didn't grow up watching baseball in New York. <laughs> Got it. Um but we're playing stickball by a hydrant. Come on, man. <laughs> You're not Lou Gehrig. You didn't watch the babe or whatever. So, you know, everything wins in the end. They blow it up. Probably going to fall in love with a French girl. Of course, somebody has to. Someone has to. <laughs> and then there's that scene where he's, he's re-inside. We're folding you back into Charlie Company. Right. And the officer asked, boys, you see anything else down there? Right, right. You knew that scene was coming. That was necessary. No, no, yeah. sir, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a command center down there. That was That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's all, should we dig through the rubble? You're right, I know. Anything? Like It was like, uh, like, oh, I wonder if he'll push it. Should we dig should we, through the rubble? <laughs> is it worth digging yeah, yeah. through the rubble? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. You didn't see any weird... Nazi zombie, uh, zombie <laughs> liquid somewhere, anywhere? No, sir. No. We heard Are rumors. You sure? We heard yeah. rumors. <laughs> and then, so was that, is there an Overlord 2 coming? I don't know. This really feels like, thankfully, like a one-off. Like, really, how much more are you going to do here? I mean, if they did make a sequel, it would literally be the exact same movie. It was just. It would just be. It would just be more zombies, more soldiers, and them fighting, and that's it. There's nothing more. This time they're in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. There's nowhere else you can go. Uh, so I, I really feel like, and I don't know exactly how well it's doing, um, but I don't see this as a sequel. It apparently it's not. From what it looks like, it didn't do that well. It had a thirty-eight million dollar budget. 
It's opening weekend. It's only 10. Well, by the end of the weekend, it was 12, almost yeah. 13 million. That's not great. Which is not, you know, it's low for a, a studio horror movie. That, like, you know, horror movies can sometimes take off on opening weekend. This one didn't. No. Um, Although it had good buzz, too, like going in. So I don't know. It just, it didn't, it didn't capture the interest the way it did with a, <laughs> with me. <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah, it, it was really... It had a lot of practical effects, which I really, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about in the regular episode. I think that that was great. That was the thing that really kept it grounded yeah. in the sense that if you put all these CG, that's obvious CG in there, especially a World War II movie, we've all watched growing, we've all grown up watching all these World War II movies right. that have all these practical mm-hmm. effects. And it was good, as we talked about in the regular episode, too, is a bunch of no-names. Right. And it wasn't like a bunch of high schoolers getting killed by like a... Uh, you know, a game or something, right? <laughs> like Truth or Dare or something, like, uh, um, or like at Horror Fest or, mm-hmm. you know, like it really, this was like um, a horror movie if you're, uh, you know, not in your teens anymore. I really right. felt like it was like, no, this is something for the rest of us too. Yeah. But, you know, maybe when it, since it did that, maybe did it, did, were the teens not interested in it? Like, you know, if you're 15 and listening to this show, um, you know, go on the message boards and let us know why you didn't go, what, not interested in this movie. I'm, I'm curious to see, like, or what, what, what you're looking for in your horror. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, because, you know, to me, this was, like, great. This was really appealing, whereas these other horror movies I could care less about, like these Bloomhouse, Truth or Dare, or I mean, that's the Dark thing, like, Web. I, I don't, mean, I don't, wa- I don't care. I don't care about any of those movies. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the trailers that aired before this movie, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, here we go. Right. I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. But this was really intriguing for me. Yeah. Because... It did that thing and 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 of you know, and Henry Phillips brought this up is it kept it grounded as mm-hmm. though so we all have an idea of what World War II was like, at least based on Hollywood's depiction of it over right. the last fifty, <laughs> sixty years. Yeah. So we're all kind of going off of that knowledge. And so it felt like, and I'm I like it when filmmakers do this, what would actual people in this actual historical event react if they came across this crazy shit exactly you know because Mm -hmm. honestly it's not that crazy when you think about you know i'm watching you know if you ever watch um if you ever read the book band of brothers or or watch the the hbo series hbo Mm -hmm. series it's one of the things they talk about in that book which is a fantastic book i would highly Mm -hmm. recommend reading it or and watching the series you know, they talk about when they liberated the death camps mm-hmm. and they came across fucking mass graves and, right. you know, emaciated people. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? They didn't even know what was going on. Like, what kind of prison is this? Or what, camp is, yeah. Why are there smokestacks? Yeah, yeah. They really were like, what? Mm-hmm. Are they? Is this a factory? What's right. going on? They right. had no idea. Yeah. That, you know, that first concentration camp when they discovered it, like they literally... It had was no like, clue. Yeah, what it was, yeah. And... You know, all this stuff. They didn't know what to do. They, I remember they, they started feeding the emaciated and they're like, no, don't. The, the doctors were like, uh-uh. We need liquid diets on them because they're starved. Their bodies can't right. just handle m- regular food. Mm-hmm. And they were like horrifying. And I remember an interview with um, Captain Dick Winters, the actual guy, because they would interview the actual guys in that HBO yes. series, which mm-hmm. I thought. And he's like, you know, they asked him about when the war, after they, when the war was over and they were still there occupying it. And 
you know, some of the GIs stole some heirlooms or whatever. And he goes, after what I saw in those death camps, if a couple of my guys wanted to take some trinkets, I didn't care. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. you heard about like, and they talked about it in, in Band of Brothers too, is like, all right, take those German prisoners, you know, back to headquarters or whatever, and they'd come back. What happened? Oh, the guys tried to escape. Oh, they just yeah. they just put two in the bed. They just shot them, and mm-hmm. and and he goes, that would happen all the time because wow. guys would go, especially after they came across the horrors of the death mm-hmm. camps. So it's like, it was sort of like, uh, obviously a horror version, but I mean, a death camp is a horror movie. Right. It's fucking yeah. horrifying, and it is actual stuff that human beings did to one another. Mm-hmm. So this is like. It's my point is it's rooted in enough reality mm-hmm. that it sort of kept it really engaging for me. As I said in the regular episode, right. it got a little slow at parts. Right. It it did. I mean, that's what I really loved about it too. Where it's you know the World War II parts weren't treated like an afterthought. Well, it's a horror movie. Just you know, we'll throw some you know uniforms on these guys and make it World War II. No, there was there was a lot of realistic. Uh, um, attention to detail in the World War II parts, for sure. Mm-hmm. Everything from, like I said, the equipment to the uniforms to the, uh, um, you know, the way they talked. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid and we lived in Germany. No one pulled out a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody high-fived. No. <laughs> Nobody, um, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, we lived in Germany for a year and we, we they took us to, my parents took us to Dachau. Um, and I just remember being six years old, seeing the photos of it, and it was like horrifying. I mean, obviously, six is too young. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Six is way yeah. too young to bring mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. Parenting tip: mm-hmm. wait till they're in their teens. Mm-hmm. Um, but always better when children can process the information properly. <laughs> yeah, it's help. It's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> when they have the brain, and their brain is at least developed enough to process yeah. the information. Um, but yeah. So I, 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 I liked, you know, how they handled that. And I liked to the village, the French village, like when they first walk up to the village, there's the one woman that rats her out. She's late, she's late, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what she has to do, she has to obviously sleep with this creepy German general. Right. Or not general, or colonel, whatever he is, officer, you know, t- to save her brother's life. And mm-hmm. she obviously has been sleeping with this guy. She has to, it's like right. awful. So he won't mm-hmm. hassle her. Um, and all that shit happened. Yeah. You know, all that stuff happened. And so that was very realistic. And then hiding in the attic, you know, um, I really liked all that stuff was pretty, was pretty intriguing, you know, and, and figuring out what they're going to do was, you know, I just liked that there was the guy Ford who was just like, stick to the mission. That's it. Right. You know what I also I saw in the uh, the attic in that scene, Graham? <coughs> a mattress. Ladies and gentlemen, Casper Mattress is one of our sponsors. <laughs> wow. I was like, what is he talking yeah. about? <laughs> I had to segue into it is somehow. Is there some Easter egg yeah. that I was like missing? Casper um, Mattress actually has a uh, Black Friday promotion oh, this week great. now because it's Thanksgiving week. Um. And uh, Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, uh, providing support, comfort for all kinds of bodies. It has a breathable design that helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And they have, uh, they're all designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. 
and free shippings and returns in the U.S. and Canada and hassle-free returns if you are not completely satisfied. And uh, you can be sure of your purchase with the Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. And uh, also, now this is a, um, a special thing. This only is for this week because it's Black Friday or Cyber Monday. You can use this. Now, if you're listening to this episode later, this may not work. But if you're listening to it Thanksgiving week, you can definitely uh, try check this out and for the coupon code. This is the perfect time to give Casper a try yourself or give a gift of Casper to someone you care about. Because uh, if you're looking for a Black Friday or Cyber Monday deal, you can go to casper.com slash savings. This is a special URL for this week. Casper.com slash savings and save 10% on your entire order with any Casper mattress for a limited time only. Now, this, uh, this time, one-time offer expires on November 27th, 2018, and terms and conditions apply. Now, Graham was just telling me earlier about how much he loves his Casper mattress, you know, he, when he's on the road. Now, he's been sick for a couple of days. How comfortable is that Casper mattress for when you're sick? It's so comfortable, <laughs> Chris. It's... Uh... God bless that Casper mattress and all the sleeping I've been doing. And I mean, it made you feel better quicker. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. I got the last two nights actually were the best nights of sleep I've gotten since mm-hmm. I've been sick. And all right. A lot of it's because of the good people at Casper. There you have it. I love that. And uh, our other sponsor today is Robinhood. They are a investing app that helps you <clears throat> buy and sell stocks, uh, options, and cryptos all commission free. They want to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a great a way for newcomers to invest uh, for the first time with confidence. It's simple and intuitive. It's got a clear design, and uh, it has, like, stock reports. It's got all sorts of really cool uh, um, uh, features to it. It's, like, it's really easy to use. It's a really great user interface. Um, I bought stock with it. It's very simple. You know, you can transfer money to and from your bank account from um, the app, and it's really, really easy to use. So... Uh, but what I really like, too, is, you know, you could view stock collections, like 100 Most Popular, like with entertainment or social media. There, there's even curated categories like female CEOs, and you can learn to invest as you build your portfolio. But here's what's awesome. You get a free uh, free issue of stock if you uh, mm. sign up and use our, UR, our, uh, our uh, URL. So, I mean, who doesn't need a, a free share of stock? And it's like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. It'll help build your portfolio. All you got to do is sign up at uh, filmnerds.robinhood.com. That's filmnerds.robinhood.com. So check it out. And uh, when I use the app, too, like I said, it's really easy to use. It's the interface. I love, like, when I got my free stock, it, like, rotated like a game, like almost like a, a um, you know, like cards. Mm-hmm. And you just pick the one and it flips over, and then that's ah. the stock you get. It was cool. It was fun. So, uh, and you get more free stock if you refer people as well, which is great. All right. So let's get back to some Overlord talk, Graham. Uh, yeah, I want to go back to the practical effects because mm-hmm. one of the stats we got, it took five hours each day. The actor Palau, he was the, the Nazi guy whose face got all crazy and yes. then he got shot. Mm-hmm. It took five hours a day to do that. Wow. Which is great. And mm-hmm. again, I th- that practical stuff really, especially I think when you're getting into horror. Yes. It makes it more terrifying it also helped in a weird subconscious way if you're watching like a world war ii movie that's kind of like a period piece the practical effects just match better like if you had like all these overly see you know um overly designed cg effects with like you know giant creatures and monsters that clearly looked like they were computer generated it wouldn't 
mesh. No, when you've got these guys with right. metal yeah. canteens yeah, and those yeah. old school flashlights mm-hmm. and all this old gear. Mm-hmm. It, it we, just looked, the practical effects really uh, worked well for this film, for sure. And I think to, um, and it said seeing that, that, that they got better reactions from the actors. Yes. You know, I uh-huh. think it, I think it's, it's gotta be, I mean, obviously you're a professional actor, so you gotta show up, but like, it's gotta be hard as an actor to just like, hey, look scared in front of this green screen. Right, yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know? And when versus, mm-hmm. oh, here are these, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some zombies, I mean, I jumped out of my seat when they like, towards the end, when she's desperately looking for her brother and she shoots the one guy, the one Nazi in the head and the other guy's like, oh, I'll show you. And I was like, don't, he's obviously doing a trick. And he's like, he's in Zan. and opens up to like the double the demon. Right. You know, all of these like, I don't know. Those uh, holding cells. Holding mm-hmm. cells for the like. The experiments. The experiments, yeah. I guess that's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. This, this didn't work. Yeah. So we had to lock this one up and that guy's out. And he's just crazy. Yeah. That was awesome. Half an arm. Half an arm. And he's just like, he's just like fucking (laughs) chasing her down a hall. It's awesome. It's great. Can't kill him. It's it's great. She's shooting Mm -hmm. him and he just keeps coming. You Mm -hmm. know, that stuff was awesome. I mean, all the creepy stuff leading up to it, like when Boyce sneaks into the truck and it's all dead bodies. They go grab dead bodies off Off of the battlefield battlefield Mm -hmm. and. Reanimate them. Reanimate them. That's mm-hmm. horrifying. That one where where Boyce goes in there and there's just like a woman or a man's head. Yeah, it was a woman's head. Just yeah. a woman's head mm-hmm. going, help me. Yeah. Help me mm-hmm. or whatever. That was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> that was great horror. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like. Oh, it's some uh, credit to Reanimator for sure. Yeah. <laughs> some of these classic horror movies. It was pretty, oh. it was pretty awesome. It really was, and it was, uh, again, it was the kind of movie, too, where it didn't, um, it, it knew what it was and leaned into it, mm-hmm. for sure, and it, it you know, it, it didn't take the subject matter too seriously, but it took the filmmaking seriously, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes a difference. Like, it wasn't like a Corman thing that was kind of slapped together. Um, this really felt like there was, like, a love of the genre behind it. Mm-hmm. So um, it was really fun, and I like you know Julius Avery is a is a fairly new director. He only mm-hmm. has one other feature on on his um, under his belt. He directed Son of a Gun, and then everything else has been a short. Been shorts, yeah. You know he's been doing shorts since two thousand two for the mm-hmm. most part, um, and so it was really you know it, it, it's he's going to be. It looks like he's been announced to direct the flat new Flash Gordon movie. There's going to be another Flash Gordon movie. I guess so. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... Oh, I, man, I hope Queen still does the music. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a cool film. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, it's a... It, I don't know. I, 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 I'm I, not a big... Obviously, I'm not a horror guy. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, had fun at this I movie. I had fun at this mm-hmm. movie. It was, it was fun. It did everything. You know, we saw the trailer, and you go, all right. Nazi zombies. Right. I'm on board. I'm yeah. on board. I was I like, doubt this trailer is trying to trick me. No. I, I go, <laughs> I go unless they really made it stupid. Right. Like, and I was a little worried at the beginning, like, is this going to be too much dumb cliche dialogue? And, you know, no. Mm-hmm. They kept it pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, and everyone had pretty solid motivation. For sure. Boyce is trying to do the right thing. Ford is just doing the mission. The mm-hmm. girl's just trying to protect her brother. Yep. Pretty solid. Yep. 
Got to get that tower down, Graham. Got to get that tower <laughs> down. Nazis just won a thousand years. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let Anything us know what you guys... I, I would just say, everyone go yeah. to the message board. If you saw this, let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah. the diehard horror fans that listen to the show. I, I really want to know what you guys think. And make a couple other uh, Nazi horror recommendations, because I know they're there. <laughs> they're I know out they're there. out there. All, they've been, it's been a while. <laughs> so, uh, it was cool to see. So, hats off, I think, overall for them. What a fun movie to kind of throw out in the middle of... It's after Halloween, so it wasn't right. like a Halloween mm-hmm. grab. We're getting into Oscar season. Yeah, it was an interesting release. An interesting, I thought it, I thought it worked. I yeah. thought it worked. I, you know, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I didn't the, see it because I had the podcast. I saw it because I wanted to see it yeah. the, for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I saw it because I had the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you made me, but I'm glad that you did. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy the uh, the time off with uh, friends and family, and then uh, we will be back with a uh, regular episode next week. Yeah. And um, thanks, Aaron. And thank you to uh, everyone at Overlord. Yes. <laughs> thank the guys for blowing up the radio tower yeah. and the for, zombies research yep. lab. So we have a we had a successful invasion. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you guys for not letting zombies win World War II. Yep. <laughs> that was a big one. You know, it's even in invading board games too. Remember Axis and Allies? That mm-hmm. board game. I used to play that all the Love time. Love that game. There were all these different versions that would come out. There was Access Now, and then there was like an anniversary edition. There was a second edition. Mm-hmm. There was ones that focused on the Pacific theater of mm. war and then europe um one just came out axis and allies with zombies <laughs> <laughs> so you can actually play a uh, the wartime simulator with zombies now <laughs> the only thing about the only thing that's tough about the regular one that was always easy and if somebody ever picked germany it's always easy to beat them because they unless they really studied world war ii history because germany fought a two-front war that's what killed them yeah mm-hmm so if you, quick tip, if you're ever playing Germany and Ax, Allied Naxus, envelop the UK immediately. Yeah, yep. And then fight Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Russia, I mean, the, the map is, the game is so well designed. It's like you can get bogged down so quickly in Russia. Yep. And then you don't have enough resources to uh, to get all the way to Moscow. Yeah, and if you, and you can so, do start at- the UK at, pounding on you from Yeah, the if you start side. at 1941 or 40 or whatever like mm-hmm. that, Russia hasn't been built up yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So just wipe out the UK yeah. <laughs> and then go east. Yes. <laughs> There's a little uh, board game tip for you. <laughs> so. And if you're Russia, mm-hmm. start pounding on the Germans as yes. soon as you fucking yep. can. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be using a lot of men because you're going to be on the defensive for a while. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, so and then eventually buy tanks. Yep. So, all right. Maybe we should uh, do a spoiler app on Axis and Allies and play a game. <laughs> we should live stream. <laughs> yeah. I love that game. Yeah, so do I. Last time I played, I think, was in your garage for <laughs> it your was, birthday. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah we have to play another one. Because I have the anniversary edition that, like, uh, creates, uh, it makes Italy an actual player, an actual, mm. uh, another character, another uh, um, country. Like, normally Italy was wrapped up in the right. Germany turn, right. but uh, now Italy was its own. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think we played that version. Oh, maybe we did. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember it was more split up. There was like five or six of us that played. Yeah, yeah. And it took even longer was, yeah, to go around the board. <laughs> it took forever. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's been four hours. Oh, we've taken two turns. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you uh, enjoyed the episode. That's our 88th spoiler app. We're mm-hmm. in the 500s of some episodes. It's been nine years we've been doing this show yes 
So. So we'll see how much longer. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I think for the 10 year anniversary, what do we go somewhere special to do it? Oh, for sure. Maybe Hawaii again. I'll do that. Yeah. Hawaii. All right. Aaron, we'll have to bring Aaron. Do we? (laughs) Do we have to bring Aaron to Hawaii? Oh, common courtesy. We should. I mean, I don't know. All right. I mean, I guess he's he's going to have to fly himself there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, put all this in the goals for uh, 2019. <laughs> fly uh, to Hawaii. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Love doing this show. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Thanks again for all your support and for listening. We really appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. It's awesome, you guys. We love doing it. And... Uh, you know, got me out of the house to see a movie while I was sick. <laughs> Good. Um, so thank you, Aaron, and to all of you listening, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. first.